This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. And now, here is your host, The Runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. It's Keenan Gray and Kyle Paulson. No Alex McIntyre tonight. He's got student-teacher conferences, part of the adulting life. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm even going to get used to it, but he's got to do what he's got to do. He's, gotta get, he's getting paid for what he's doing, so we'll miss Alex, but the show must go on. Kyle, we got a great show tonight. I mean, I'm pretty excited to talk about this lineup we have here, uh, starting off with cross country is finally back in the state of Washington. Can you believe it? Last Saturday, there was a meet down in Yakima and there were people racing in it. Like people I actually knew from the state of Washington were racing in it. So it was cool to see that. And then we'll go on to talk about more cross country rankings, at least on the guy's side, top 50, 31 through 40. And then very special guest today. I was surprised I land this one, but Amy Eloise Neal, she is our guest for today's show. We'll talk with her as she recently just came away with an incredible win at the Terre Haute Cross Country Town, I think, meet of champions or something like that. A big-time professional race featuring a lot of top-notch athletes. Her come-from-behind win was incredible. We'll talk with her about that, but also talk about her days as Glacier Peak Grizzly and her time at the University of Washington as she was both a high school and collegiate All-American. But Kyle... Let's start it off with cross-country meet actually happening. I tried to convince you to come over and watch the race, maybe perhaps participate in the open race, but how happy – maybe I'm maybe just happy as anybody out there, but it was so cool to finally see cross-country again in Washington. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, it's given us a, a bit of hope that something could happen here in the spring. I know they had to push the season back a couple weeks uh, just for new regulations and whatnot, but so – it's good to have a little bit of hope in there. And what a fantastic meet it was. It looked like a beautiful day. Yeah, it was a great day. Um, beautiful scenery. You couldn't have asked for a better day in the Palm Springs of Washington. Uh, but starting with the girls race, a lot of top-notch athletes. I mean, we're talking about Richland's Natalie Rosowski as the 4A runner-up last year for the girls. Uh, Meridian's Kayla Alpel, 12th at state in 1A. Uh, Ellensburg's uh, Kate Laurent who was on Ellensburg's first ever state cross-country championship team. There were some top-notch girls in this race, and uh, coming out on top is, I believe, a new incomer, Sydney Collier of Cascade Striders, which is a club team in Bellevue. So perhaps she's going to be running from some sort of team in Bellevue, but she comes away with a win at 1902. And then I think the biggest surprise of the day, like I mentioned, Meridian's Kayla Alpel finishing second overall running 1939. It's a great time for her. And she believes she's in the best shape of her life. And she actually told me on Saturday that she's no longer be playing basketball anymore. She's just going to be focusing on racing uh, to be hopefully maybe be a top contender in the one A's this year. And then finishing in third place, Lewis and Clark's Audrey Thronson, which if that name sounds familiar, that is the younger sister of Lewis and Clark legend, Katie Thronson, who won the state championship a couple of years ago and is now running at the University of Tennessee for the volunteers. 
Uh, girls' side, what did you think just looking at the results? Hey, like you mentioned with the newcomer there winning, it's, you know, fantastic race. I had to look up some of the names as well. I didn't recognize them. It's hard to tell who, you know, who these ladies are without uh, the school affiliation next to their name. So it's obviously they've been putting in the work and that was one of the things that um, we talked about before in our earlier podcast where with this whole pandemic COVID stuff, we'll probably see some new names or people we haven't seen before because just they're silent workers that are waiting for their chance to shine. Um, and that took their training seriously during COVID. So that's absolutely fantastic. We're seeing some of the results of that. And then moving to the guy side, if you look at the list, a lot of familiar names, but a lot of young familiar names, as we talked about earlier on in our episodes, when we went over the previews, uh, but the winner of this race was not from Washington. He was from Oregon, Keller Norlin of Timberline Hill Harriers won the individual title in a time of 1549, but Washington's top guy, Seaholm Zach Munson, which as of right now, he might be the top guy to probably win it for the 2A level. Uh, he ran 1603. Supposedly, talking with him and his dad, he threw down a time trial of 1512. Not sure exactly where in Bellingham, but as a sophomore, legit time. And then Wyatt Mortensen finishing in third place, 1610. But another couple of other Washington kids, William Schneider of Bishop, Bishop Blanchett, big expectations for him this season. Seventh place finisher ran 16-15, but this year has already ran 15-17 in a time trial. Another one still comes Sawyer Dagan. Fifth place finisher at the state cross-country meet in 2A last fall. Uh, ran 16-17. And another st outstanding athlete that has been doing, doing phenomenal this, this last fall is Jordan Hansen of Jackson High School. You look at the times that he ran last year, I believe his best 5K time maybe. I want to say 1528 as a junior. This fall, a couple of weeks ago, he just threw down a 1502, is now putting himself in the conversation to be one of the top 4A guys in the entire state, assuming that there is a state championship race. So looking at the guys' side, what do you think of these guys? Again, I, I'm, I didn't know that guy was from Oregon. So I just figured, like, oh, boy, that's going to be like a phenomenal freshman because I didn't even recognize that name of uh, – of the winner there, Keller Norland. But yeah, I expected William to be a little bit further up front, um, but Zach Munson, Wyatt Mortensen are fan fantastic runners. Um, I wasn't at the race, but it sounded like they had to go through hay bales and um, some other obstacles. So I expected faster times, but I guess the hay bales will take it out of you. A little bit of a steeple there. Yeah, well, definitely is a steeple since uh, I heard these hay barrels are not as tall as the Nike Portland cross-country ones, but are still difficult to get across but hey it's a cross-country race you got to make it somewhat challenging and it was a very flat course but at the same time it wasn't a fast course long grass and some hills and some pretty tight turns but overall very successful job by the sun city cross-country club or track club um great job by those guys that put it on and it was just good to see familiar faces again and no disrespect to idaho but it was like i loved covering the state of idaho this fall but I just miss covering the state of Washington so much this, this fall. And it was so good to just see familiar faces again and just see so many kids happy because they haven't had a chance to race. And here's the number, 379 days. 379 days was the last time there was an official meet in the state of Washington. So think about that and put into perspective of how much time and energy these kids have just been dreading 
and still have put in the work in and still getting the job done. Incredible, incredible job by these athletes, both on the boys and girls side. Moving along, more top 50 rankings. We got the boys ranked 31 through 40 for the 2021 cross-country season. And we're going to start off by going from 40 to 31 with at coming in at 40, Nicholas Marty of Toledo, sixth place last year at the 1B2B state championships. Number 39, Cameron Hatler, Eatonville, 13th place at the 2A state meet last year. Eatonville moves up to the 1A spot. He now has a legit shot probably to have a chance at winning a 1A individual title. 38, Austin Steed of Beamer High School, 73rd last year at the 4A state meet. Don't let that fool you, though. This kid is coming around and will show great promise this coming season. Number 37, Luke Alfonso of Stadium. It was a big year for the stadium boys, finishing sixth. The best finish ever at a state meet, district champions as well. 36, Justin Peck of Trout Lake. Big turnaround after missing the state cross-country meet his, I believe, his sophomore season. He found a way to pick up six wins throughout the regular season and finish second overall. Kaya Villanueva, Woodenville comes in at 35. He was 35th as well at the 4A, so it seems like a perfect fit for him to be coming in as the 35th best runner. Sean Westerhout of Bainbridge comes in at 34, finished 11th in the 3A state meet. Vincent Loftus, he's someone we're going to be talking about probably a lot this season. Uh, he's not going to be 33rd by the end of the season. He's probably going to be a top 10 guy by the end of the year, if, and we'll I'll briefly explain that momentarily. Um, Ama Alamine Eisenhower, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I know I ran into you on Saturday down in Yakima, but hopefully I got that name right. He comes in at 32nd. And then rounding up at number 31, Cameron Stewart of Tahoma, a veteran guy. Been on, I think, I believe he was on the last four or last three Tahoma teams that have trophied at state. So kid knows how to be successful and will carry that on as a senior. For you, Kyle, which one of these athletes do you think is going to have a breakout year? I have a bit of a, a cheat sheet because I saw your recent post about uh, Vincent Loftus, was it, mm -hmm. uh, from Arlington, who ran an extremely fast time. Was it 15.0-something, 15.02 for the 5K? Maybe that was in track or who knows, but still a phenomenal time. So he, I think, could break out. Obviously, you said the same thing. Um, I'm going to hey. Again, I hope I'm probably – Butchered that real bad. Amma um, uh, Let's just call it a really good. Amha um, uh, was a phenomenal runner for Eisenhower last year, but was a bit under uh, Jonas Price's shadow. So, you know, I'd like to see what he does, kind of breaking out of that and working hard. And probably didn't have the race he was looking to have this last weekend. But you know, and, and not a lot of those kids good. did race the times they probably wanted to. A lot of them are gassed out. A lot of them have been working their butts off this fall and have ran PRs even in COVID times, even without racing against one another. But I agree, Vincent Loftus is someone who his sophomore year had a great season as, as a sophomore. Junior year fell off for some whatever reason. He, he's finding his way. He ran 15.02, which put him sixth in the Nike Cross Virtual Championships. So, of course, we got some big expectations for him coming in 2021. And like you said, Ama Alamane from Eisenhower, you know, being under – Jonas Price's wing for the last three, two years. That's a, that's a pretty nice person that nice, I guess, role model to have as someone to look up to, but that's a pretty big role. You got to be filling in this season since it was Jonas Price who ran 1449, one of the, fa the, the fastest time recorded in the state last season. But 
again, these these are these are guys that are going to perform very well. Another one, Kaya Villanueva, who was filling in the role of Luke Hauser uh, last season, did well. Finished 35th at the state meet, ran a PR. Big things are coming his way. And again, a lot of these guys are replacing runners who are now exceeding at the collegiate level, whether it's Division One, Division Two, Division Division Three. They're doing great things. So that's our rankings for this week 31 through 40 next week or yeah i should say next friday not this friday but the coming friday after that uh rankings 21 through 30 will be released and we'll see who else is going to be on that list and hopefully more debate from people so we can talk about this so that's our rankings for this week i really don't need it we can't really have an introduction for her we could like talk about her accolades all night long if we really wanted to because she's accomplished so many things, but we'll talk about just a little bit of things. Um, high school All-American, college All-American, and now professional runner for Reebok, Amy Eloise Neal joins us here on The Rundown. Amy, how's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. We're, we're just thrilled to have someone, probably arguably the greatest high school distance runner coming out of Washington of all time on our podcast. How are you doing through COVID times right now? Um, I think it's been, it's been challenging. Um, I think primarily as a professional runner because we haven't had um, races on the schedule. And I think um, as a very goal-oriented person, that's definitely changes the way that you approach training um, and just uh, your entire training blocks, right? Because they're not, um, you don't kind of have the end goal in the same way. And we have to really think long-term. So that's definitely been challenging. Um, but uh, fortunately, like I've been able to train um, and I've been able to do a lot of strength work at home that I haven't been able to do at the gym and that sort of thing. So in terms of the quality of training, that hasn't been interrupted. It's just more of the, um, the mindset has definitely um, had to have a transition this year. But you finally got to race a week. Was it a week ago that was in Terre Haute? Yes, I did the first, my first cross-country race since college. So, so, so talk uh, about that. I mean, what an unbelievable comeback. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I raced there in 2013 um, as a freshman, which did not go well. And then I got eight there in 2016. Um, but I never really felt like I had uh, walked away from that course set aside. And uh, so it was fun going back and just um, racing a 6K again, which is something you never do as a professional. It's kind of a, a weird uh, distance. Um, but it was really fun just being able to race cross country. And the whole point was to you know, dig deep and uh, practice, um, kind of practice racing skills that will uh, pay off kind of down the road and hopefully with outdoor races. Now, obviously, as an athlete, and this applies to anybody, you always have intention of going into a race wanting to win. What was your initial thought going into that race, being at your first cross-country race and seems like forever? Yeah, I, I mean, I was racing to win. And uh, I think, that was one of the reasons we wanted to race was because I think last year just, or this year as well, just getting um, with the, the lack of races and kind of always feeling like I was at 80%. Uh, it's really hard to go out there and race to win, um, even when things might not be perfect. Uh, so that's one thing that we were really focusing on. The goal was just to stay really controlled through, um, through 4K and then as I felt good, um, put a little pressure on, um, and hopefully have some strength coming down the home stretch, which was the case. So take us through the race. Obviously the race came down to the final, what it seemed like a long, long stretch, probably 
500 meters. Talk us through the entire race. Yeah, so um, I actually felt really good, um, you know, through majority of the race, felt really controlled. I think um, just my memories of that course in college were that it's, it was so, so hard and um, it always felt really long, but I think um, it's kind of a testament to the fact that we've done a lot of strength work since then uh, because the fourth course felt like much more manageable and uh, it actually kind of flew by. So I actually felt really good going through, um, you know, four or five K and then um, one of the other women in the race put on some pressure with about a K to go that I think I just didn't quite respond to quick enough. And um, I think part of that is because we haven't done any race specific work. So it was kind of like having to change gears and remind myself of kind of how to respond in a race when you haven't done that in so long. Um, but fortunately I was able to, I kind of, she got away from me a little bit, um, I think 10 meters or so. And, but fortunately over the home stretch, I was able to kind of reel her back in. Um, but yeah, I was overall, I was really happy with the race and um, because I dug deep down the home stretch and that's really what we wanted. We wanted me to come away with that feeling of like, okay, I like, I dug deep and I ran all the way through. Um, kind of those last uh, minutes of the race. She's Amy Eloise Neal. She joins us here on the rundown. Amy, what's it been like running with Reebok uh, as of the last couple of years? Oh, it's been great. Um, I love the team that I'm running with here in Charlottesville. Um, and it's a very supportive company. So um, it's been cool being part of their, um, their running program as they're starting to um, kind of increase the amount of running shoes they have in their line again. Uh, so that's been, um, it, it's been a really cool experience so far and we love our coaches. We have a strong team here. So it's, it's nice feeling a part of community. Have you guys been able to meet up as a team and train even with all this uh, COVID precautions? Yeah. So it's gone through phases. Uh, we went through a phase where we weren't meeting and then we went through a phase where we were meeting with one other person um, who was closest to our training, um, our training program. And then, um, we've actually recently moved to a situation where we all get tested whenever we leave town or come back into town. And we're just basically isolating to one another, but then we will, um, actually be able to meet. So anytime, like for instance, when I raced in Terre Haute, I came back, got tested before I did anything else with the team. Now you guys train in Charlottesville, but you're the Boston Reebok track club, right? I'm sure that's yes. a, a popular question you get asked, like, well, why Charlottesville and, and why the Boston Track Club? It, could you explain yeah. that for us? Yeah, so uh, we're in Charlottesville because it's a great place to live and a great place to train. Um, the Reebok Boston Track Club has started uh, because it wanted to keep the heritage of the company. Um, and the headquarters are in Boston. And so that was something that they wanted to keep in the name um, and just pay kind of homage to Reebok's roots. Uh, but yeah, we were training in Charlottesville, which is a little bit more um, temperate than Boston and just has um, lots of hills and great, ro great roads to run on. So what has been the coolest race you've done so far as a professional athlete? I think when it comes to mine, maybe is it New York road race mile you did that was on NBC one year? Oh yeah. Um, the, uh, the fifth Ave mile was actually, I mean, it was an amazing event. Um, and it was my first time ever really racing a, a road race. Um, which is a kind of crazy one to start out with because I remember seeing the clock at 400 and I was at, I was pretty far back and I was at 59 at the 400 mark. Um, so it's just a crazy event where the streets are lined with people. Um, 
so that was that was awesome and that it also has such a big um history of such amazing athletes and you just see the times coming out there every year so it was kind of an honor to participate and um i was able to come out with a, a pr um overall on the mile so that was fun i don't remember specifically who was in that race do you know um it was l purrier and jenny simpson and then rebecca mara were a top three i think jenny came away with a win um very slightly so those are some pretty big names to be a part of. I mean, to run against someone like Jenny Simpson, who you probably grew up idolizing, what was that like? Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy just because um, so many women are having longer, longer and longer careers and staying healthy for longer. So um, all of a sudden, there's this huge age range of professional athletes. And um, I run against people that, like you said, um, I was looking up to in, uh, in high school and have like signatures of and things from when going to um, running events. So it's definitely cool um, being around those athletes and also kind of learning from their experiences too when you have a chance to talk to them. You know, going back to your University of Washington days, I mean, you're without a doubt one of the greatest dogs to ever come through. And I had the actually privilege to watch you race in your final race in a Husky uniform down, down in Eugene. Talk about that fifth place finish at the NCAAs, your best finish ever in a track meet for an All-American finish. Oh, yeah, I think that was definitely bittersweet. Um, uh, kind of end to my collegiate career. Obviously, I had I had been going in hoping for the win, and that's what I was aiming for. And I didn't come away from that at the end of the day. But also, it was my best finish on a national level. Um, so it was a little bittersweet because obviously I came away wanting wanting more, but at the same time um, having a great experience. So I I mean it was just amazing being able to run at Hayward, and I was fortunate enough to be able to um, run nationals in multiple events too. Um, being the 1500 the couple years before. So um, it was definitely interesting getting a taste of both of those at the national level. And then cross country, you finish as the runner up at the NCAs. I, I don't know very many Huskies that have done that, but that's a pretty big accomplishment, at least at the University of Washington. So talk about that day finishing runner up. Uh, that day was definitely very memorable. Um, the It was a cr crazy weather. And I remember, I think, I woke up to race because the race got moved up. I think it was like 2 a.m. Pacific time and everything. So it's kind of a lot of things that weren't ideal. But I just remember feeling um, feeling really calm and confident on the start line. And um, I was pretty far back in the beginning of the race, but I was one of those races where I kind of able to salvage what could have gone the other way. Um, and had a really, really strong last 2K. And I think that was a day that I really surprised myself and um, kind of really realized that running professionally um, was and could be an option. And just looking at all the awards and accolades you did throughout your collegiate career, I mean, now you're the UW record holder in the uh, 5,000. Uh, you won the Pac-12s in 2016. What do all those awards and accolades mean to you? Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the main thing is, I think it's because the school has such a strong history. Um, and just being a, among all the previous names before me, I think, um, is, is such an honor. And I think, um, because it's such a strong program, um, it means so much more. But um, also, I think it just is a testament to the amount of support that I had around me when I was there. And, um, and just being a part of that team. I mean, I, I, I will never regret going to the University of Washington. And I think um, it was the best place for me um, at the time. And I learned so much during my time there. And I think all of the kind of those accolades are just 
a reflection of kind of the hard work that I put in, but the hard work of everyone else around me um, that kind of helped me get there. And what is your fondest memory, either running on the Purple Track or perhaps in the Dempsey? Oh, um, fondest uh, memory would probably be on the, would probably be when we hosted Pac-12s um, in, two, what was it, 2015, 2016? I believe it was 2015. Um, yeah, it was my junior year, and that was kind of my first um, season back where I was um, running and healthy and um and so just being able to compete at Pac-12s on, on that track on a, at a home meet, I just, I was so excited just to be back and um, being healthy and being able to compete with my teammates and being part of that experience was incredible. Uh, speaking of teammates, um, one of the things I explicitly remember, I graduated in 2012 from Kamaikin, so watching the state meet was always really exciting because there was always, you know, you and Katie Knight, and it was just a, a lot of bets and stuff going on. It's like, oh, who's going to take it this year? So how was it? Uh, you know, going from like arch rivals in high school to teammates in college. Was there any, you know, bit of that rivalry still or just best buds? Well, it's funny because I feel like everyone always hyped that up and made that made it into more rivals than um, than we were. But I remember when uh, our last state meet and we had both signed with the University of Washington. We're so excited and we're wearing UW stuff at state and everything. Um, so yeah, we had, obviously there's a transition period of just in general transitioning from having a huge group of, of kind of being a standout, um, in small towns and then going to a big team. So there's always a transition there, but, uh, me and, uh, Katie made the transition really well. We ended up being roommates together at one point, um, and she was a great teammate. So, uh, it was, it's interesting how, um, we can go from kind of being rivals, but then also being able to apply that into um, um, just pushing each other to be better. Well, you look at it, it's, it's not just you and Katie. It was also someone like Maddie Myers from Northwest. It was someone like Bailey Myers from Mead. I mean, your time period might've been the greatest distance run and Lindsay Bradley too, of Richland high school. That might've been the greatest time period of distance running for at least for women in the state of Washington, just running against those names. And you also end up becoming teammates with Maddie and Bailey. What was that like? Oh, I mean, I mean, that was one of the reasons I went to the University of Washington is because they had those big names. And I'd been running against Maddie since I probably since I was 10. Um, and so just um, kind of seeing their success there as well was one of the reasons I chose the school and um, they made me feel right at home. So it was really cool just having such a strong group of Washington based runners at the University of Washington. Before we go back to your times at Glacier Peak, how impressed are you with the University of Washington right now with the pals coming in and how this team for both guys and gals has been on the national level as of recent? Yeah, I think especially, um, obviously this year is particularly challenging um, with everything that's been going on, but I think um, the team has done a great job of transitioning to new coaches. That's an incredibly difficult thing to do, especially for athletes that have um, um, were um, kind of freshmen, sophomores um, when, with Metcalf and then transitioned to the Pals. But um, the Pals are incredible coaches, and um, I think they have a great group of athletes there. And I'm, I'm kind of keep, – I keep tabs on a little bit. Obviously, the farther I get from, um, from college, uh, you kind of start losing your connections a little bit uh, with the people on the team now that a lot of people have graduated. But – um, I wish everyone all the best, and they're um, doing really well by the looks of things. 
I'm sure you also miss Paul Merka calling meets at the Dempsey <laughs> and his, 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 his voice that everyone's like, oh yeah, I know exactly who Paul Merka is and he's announcing these meets. But no, Paul Merka is a great guy and he has a great blog on his blog spot. So anyway out there, check it out. It does a great job to it. But going back to Glacier Peak, so Dan Parker, I believe he's your head coach. Yes. He, yeah. So he recently just retired uh, from Glacier Peak. It seems like he's been there forever, but he was also just announced as one of the new, one of three coaches to go into the Washington State Cross Country Coaches Hall of Fame. Uh, so congrats to him like that. Oh, talk, I didn't know that. Yeah. So talk about, talk about Dan and kind of the impact he made on you as an athlete. Yeah, so Dan um, obviously had a great history at Snohomish High School before um, coming to Glacier Peak, and then I was in Glacier Peak the second year that the school was there, so we had a very new team, um, but it was, and we had a great group of talented athletes, and um, kind of Dan brought his expertise over, and we were able to be really successful pretty immediately, which was awesome, and you don't see that with a lot of new schools, um, but yeah, he, I mean, he challenged us a lot, and I think we did a, um, a pretty good bulk of training compared to a, a lot of high schools, but um, his, his training obviously worked um, with high school women because he had so, he had so much success over the years. Um, but yeah, it's great to hear that he's in the hall of fame. Um, he definitely, definitely deserves to be there. Yeah. And it'll be sad not to see him coach again this year for Glacier Peak because other than coaching you, he's coached phenomenal athletes throughout the years and phenomenal team so he will be missed but he's going to be remembered for his legacy that he's left amy just looking back at your high school days i mean nxn nxr border clash which one of those is your fondest memories and like will you have the most fun at oh well i mean it's hard to pick i i have great experiences from nxn because i race there as both an individual and i race there on the uh, with my high school team uh, so it kind of got both sides of that and what it was like being on the northwest team but also then knowing what it's like being with your high school team and both were great experiences and I met a lot of people through that uh, but border class was just such an amazing experience because it was just this weird situation where Oregon versus Washington and there was a lot of camaraderie there um, and it brought all of kind of the standouts from all the schools together and kind of put them on one team and so that was just such a great experience um, and super memorable. I believe they're not doing it anymore. Looking back at your high school days, what do you miss most about being a Glacier Peak Grizzly? Oh, what do I miss most? Um, I, I think it just, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I think it's um, kind of being, I would say being a part of that, like the team environment, um, but I've been fortunate enough to be on teams even like through college and then also now like I feel like I'm still on a really strong team um I think it's more probably just the people um that you're around I mean um I definitely lost touch with a lot of people over the years but I um definitely um I have a lot of good memories of going to meets with everyone and things and just being like at state meets with your high school team it's actually such a cool experience that you never really forget well, hopefully people from Snohomish County will listen to this podcast and remember who Amy Eloise Neal is because <laughs> you are one of the greatest high school distance runners to come through the state of Washington. Amy, we really appreciate your time. Um, congratulations on all the successes so far with Reebok and more to come. Hopefully maybe an Olympic appearance for either Great Britain or Team USA. So um, best of luck in your future endeavors and thanks for coming on the show for us. Okay, thank you.
That was Amy Eloise Neal, graduate of Glacier Peak High School, I believe in 2013. I could be wrong, Kyle. You might want to correct me on that one. No, I was trying to think of that too. Was she my grade or, or the year above me? I believe she, yeah. she was the year above me. So then 2014, whatever, Just, doesn't matter. Also a University of Washington graduate, now a professional runner for Reebok. Uh, thanks again to her for joining us on the rundown. Uh, another talented athlete, and we were fortunate enough to talk to one of the greatest high school female runners of all time, not even just in Washington, but the entire nation. So your thoughts on this conversation with her, Kyle? Yeah, just great. I mean, uh, she talked about her team, and that's really been a, a big focus with me and our other guests so far is what they've all the way they've all gotten through this whole COVID nonsense that's been going on. Unfortunately, they've all used their team and uh, coaches to motivate them to keep working hard and keep running fast. And obviously it's working for her. So that's pretty great. She's doing great stuff. And of course, winning that Terra Hope race is not probably just going to be her last win. She's got, she's got a lot more wins coming her way as she's, going to be one of the more talented runners and perhaps she probably will represent Great Britain at the Olympics so it, it'll be really cool to see that so our thanks to Amy Eloise Neal for joining us on the rundown all right Kyle final thoughts cross-country meet finally back in Washington and then the top 50 rankings yeah congratulations to everyone who was able to race this last weekend looked like a beautiful day for that just a good uh you know, it's a little later in the season or early in the season, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, to really get racing. That's just phenomenal to see it back. And, you know, the rankings are great. Keep it up there, Keenan. Uh, it's going to be, you know, ex exciting next couple of months while we wait for uh, spring season to get going again. And hopefully we do have a spring season. Fingers crossed that there will be state championships or perhaps regional championships but it doesn't matter. We want cross country back in Washington and we got it this last Saturday, but we want it back for good. So that will wrap it up for today's episode of the rundown for Kyle Paulson and myself, Keenan Gray. Thank you for listening. We'll hope you guys have a great rest of your evening or day. We'll have you guys back here real soon for another episode of the rundown presented by the runner of Washington. See you later. Hey there, this is Marcus Dixon, five-time state champion from White River High School and alumni of BYU. You've been listening to The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. For up-to-date information on all the high school cross-country and track and field here in Washington, visit their website at www.therunnerwa.com and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.